Sometimes we allow our minds to dwell on the difficult. Sometimes we give way to anxiety and unease. What we're actually doing is worrying. And Jesus has told us to not worry. So let's, you know, stay tuned to see what Jesus says we can do to combat this worrying that we tend to do. Are you ready? Let's go. In Matthew chapter 6, it's verse 25, Jesus says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Now, that statement is strong because there are many concerns that we have about life. And Jesus is saying, don't worry about it. And when we turn on our televisions or we go to social media or we pick up a newspaper, we hear so much negativity. We hear about so much trouble and so much turmoil. Sometimes we gravitate to worry. We gravitate to anxious thoughts. And because many of the messages that are being broadcast are messages that um, induce fear, you know, that fear is permeating our airways. And it When we hear about devastation, we hear about destruction, we hear about disease and the uncertainty of all of it, it does causes, it it can cause rather one's heart to flutter. Well, Jesus says, don't worry. Because see, worry is something that robs us and it does not um, benefit us in any way. Worry detracts or takes away from our lives. Worry is a waste of time. That's what Jesus says. He says that it cannot produce anything good. So he wants us to take no thought for our life. Really, God has provided everything that we need for life and godliness now here on this earth. There is nothing missing or lacking that God can't get to us. But we've just got to know that. We've got to believe that. We've got to trust it. So why then do we worry? And when Jesus has told us to take no anxious thought about your life, uh, when we when we do, and especially like living in this time that we live right now, when we allow our minds to dwell on difficulty or to dwell on troubles, when we do that, we enter the state of worry. When we um, allow our um, uh, thoughts to give way to anxiety and unease, a then we are operating in a state of uncertainty or a state of worry. And so he doesn't want us to do that. That's not how he wants us to operate because worry, it kind of interferes with your faith, right? Worry interrupts that faith 
flow. Worry has the uh, propensity to disrupt our joy. It disrupts our joy, first of all, with God. It also dampens our hope in God. It also causes us sleepless nights. We don't get sufficient rest when we worry, when we lay awake trying to figure things out. When God has told us not to take on, Jesus has said, don't take on an anxious thought, which gives indication that we can resist the anxious thought. But, But also when we take on worry, It causes us to not fully enjoy even our own lives and our associations and relations with others like family and friends. And it can also rob us of the joy um, that that God has given us in his many blessings. And he has given us many, many blessings. So Jesus says, you know, don't worry. Don't worry about your life. He's saying, I got you. God has you. And the things that you are concerning yourself with, God has that already. It's already been provided for you. But we've got to trust that. We've got to believe what God has said. So Jesus says, life is more than the externals. You know, life is more than the things that we look to. We tend to define the quality of life by the material things that we have. Do you know you can be the richest person on earth, have all of the um, fine cars and clothes, be, be invited to all of the social and civic functions and duties and still be miserable on the inside? Yeah, those things that are valuable and you can still worry in that condition because you got a different kind of worry because you think of people coming after you. But worry does not benefit us. And so what he says is that our lives are more than these external things, more than the food, the clothes, the homes, the cars, the vacations. He says, don't worry about that. And he tells us that God takes care of the birds in the air. He feeds them you know, and, and we're much more valuable than them. And he's saying that if God feeds them, truly he's going to feed you. He's going to feed you. So we should not worry about our lives. No, because God has it under control. He is the one that is going to provide for us and take care of us. So let's look a little bit at what this passage says. So Jesus says, you know, why do you worry about what you're going to eat or drink or about your body? Then he says, why do you worry about clothes? Don't you see how the flowers of the field grow? They don't labor, they don't spin. Yet, um, he says, even Solomon in all of his splendor was not dressed like one of these. He says, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown in the fire, will he not more, much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? See, God wants us to operate in faith because worry and faith do not mix. They do not go together at all. They are 
direct opposites of one another. See, when we operate in faith, then, you know, we're pushing that worry aside. We are overpowering, overpowering worry with our faith. Oh yeah, we're going to have concerns. We're concerns, but we've got to recognize when we cross from concern into worry. And then what we got to do is when we start recognizing that we are allowing our mind to dwell on the difficult, we got to remember what the apostle tells us in Philippians. He's telling us that we shouldn't be anxious for nothing. Isn't that what the word says? He says, but by um, prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, make your request known and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. See, we've got to protect our heart from receiving and dwelling in worry. So the Apostle Paul says in the fourth chapter, the eighth verse of Philippians, that brothers and sisters, whatever is true, and you got to recognize what's true. See, everything God says is true. And so when we hear the report on the news, we know what they're saying. Those are facts, okay? But the truth is, what does God say about that situation? So Paul says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think on such things. Those that's We've got to reprogram our mind. We've got to take those thoughts captive. We've got to arrest them and make them obey. God. So when the worry begins to enter, cancel it by connecting with the scripture. Whatever that thing is, get you a concordance. Look in the index of the Bible and find a verse that correlates with the thing that you are going through. If it's about your health, go look up scriptures on health and then replace that anxious thought with what God says about health. Jeremiah 30, 17 is one. I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds. If it's about finances, if it's about money, go to Philippians 4 again in 19, where it says, God shall meet all your need according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Even Psalms 23 is a good place to go because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, you can go through that to replace worry and give your uh, your faith a chance to stand in those moments. And if you have a concern about a loved one, go to God's word. Remember Psalms 37. Um, this is the 25th verse where David says, I was young and I was old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. See, the caveat here is this, that there are going to be matters that come that want to interfere with our peace. But Jesus is telling us in this 25th verse of Matthew chapter 6, do not worry about your life. 
He's saying life, don't worry about it. Take no anxious thought about it because God has provided everything that we need for life and godliness. Okay. Our position is to remain in faith because worry has the tendency to choke life out. It has the tendency to strangle us. It, it causes us not to breathe or to think responsibly. And Jesus doesn't want us in that state. He doesn't want us in that state at all. And there are things that, you know, we concern ourselves with, but worry, remember, is not part of the DNA of the believer. Where have you seen in scripture that God worried? Tell me, where have you seen in scripture where Jesus worried? Nowhere, right? Because there is an assuredness, there is a confidence for the believer who trusts in God. Jesus is telling us not to worry. He said, don't worry about the food. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about your body. He says, I got you. I got you. God is providing for the birds. He's providing clothes. You know, he's, he's clothing the ground with the flowers of the field. And he said, they don't do no work. And he says, and we got them. Now, don't go take this saying that, hey, she's saying that you don't need to work. But no, you, we do need to work because, um, uh, what does it, Paul, I think it is, that says that if we don't work, we won't eat. God is saying, don't work and worry. He's saying, you need to work, yes, but don't worry. You know, he's going to supply whatever it is that we need. So in this world, you know, there are things that we want, things that we desire. God has it and he will give to us. He'll cause people to give into your bosom. Those are not the things that you need to be concerning yourself with. As a matter of fact, Jesus talked about in this very same passage about not storing up for ourselves treasures on earth. Why? Because all of these things are temporal. They have the tendency to rust. They have the tendency to be stolen. Um, they can be destroyed. So he's saying instead of trying to build earthly treasures or earthly wealth, there's nothing wrong with having wealth now. I'm not saying that, but he's saying that shouldn't be your main goal or your main focus. Because if you seek him first, then things are going to be added to you, which we'll get to. He says, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where these things are not affected by natural elements. You know, they're not, they're, nothing can destroy a treasure in heaven. No one's going to break in heaven and steal anything. He says, wherever we put our uh, treasure, that's where our heart is going to be. So he wants us to seek the kingdom of God first. And when we seek the kingdom of God first, all these things are going to be added to us. A good parent always takes care of their child. God is an excellent father. You know, he's a very good, good, good father. And he's going to take care of you. So today, I encourage you, don't worry. Please don't worry. You know, God has you. Just submit yourself to his care. Submit yourself, you know, to him. He has you. Take your mind and your thoughts and put them on the things that God has given us in his word. Seek out those that will encourage you in faith 
okay? Because Jesus says, don't worry. Because by worrying, you cannot add not a single hour to your life. Worry has no value, so don't do it. It subtracts from your life. It is a waste. It deprives us of quality time with others, and it robs us um, from doing the thing that God has called us to do. And we don't want to do that. And we also don't want to show that we distrust what God has said. God's word is true. God's word is assured. God's word is real. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I think that's about that. That's good for today. Just remember that God has promised to provide for his people. You need not worry. You need to walk in that confident assurance and faith. Okay. All right. Father, we thank you so much that you have given us your word. And we know that we can combat worry with your word. For your word, Father, is everlasting, it's assured. It won't return to you void. You told us not to worry because worry is not part of our DNA. And we thank you that you are with us, that you provide all that we need. And we give you the praise and the glory. Thank you, Father. Okay, this has been your Daily Dose.